We're here today with Dr. Ben Barris, Professor of Neurobiology here at Stanford. Dr. Barris, thank you so much for making the time to come and speak with us. Pleasure. Can you tell us how long you've been at Stanford and what your area of specialization is here? Sure, I've been at Stanford uh, almost 25 years now and uh, my lab has been focusing on the brain and in particular a mysterious class of cells in the brain called glial cells. So I teach medical students in the classroom and I'm mentoring young graduate students, PhD students and postdoctoral fellows who are learning how to do research. I actually arrived at Stanford as Barbara Barris, as a woman, and uh, but I'd always been sort of confused by my gender since I was a small child. Since I was maybe a few years old, I felt like a boy. I never really talked to anybody about it, and of course this was many years ago because I'm, I'm 62 now. Back then it was actually thought that gender was a socially constructed thing, and so that made it even more confusing to me uh, because if it was all socially constructed and if there was nothing innate about it, why was I a girl feeling like a boy so strongly? So it was very confusing to me. But then when I moved out to the West Coast, um, you know, there were more openly uh, LGBT folks here. And I remember reading a very long article about a well-known Bay Area transgender man, James Green. And he was talking about what it was like to be transgender and what his life was like and how it felt to be transgender. And it was really a revelation for me because it was the first time that I realized there was anybody else out there like me and that there was a word, you know, gender dysphoria or transgender that was applied to it. And so it allowed me to sort of begin to understand. You know, I was very worried and so it was really amazing. I wrote a letter sort of to my colleagues, to my students, basically telling them that I had decided to change my sex. I was really overwhelmed by the response because uh, really without exception, all my colleagues were immediately supportive. My career continued without a hitch. I was still invited to speak, you know, give talks at meetings, and you know, all the people that mattered were really supportive. Shortly after I had changed sex, in fact, I uh, had given my first talk at a, a very good institution, a talk about my work. One of my colleagues who was also present at that uh, talk later told me that somebody turned to him after my talk and said, wow, that Ben Barris, his, his work is so much better than his sister's, Barbara. <laughs> So that sort of, uh, you know, opened my eyes to, I certainly, I think most transgender people, whether they've gone from female to male or male to female, are very aware of the different ways that they're often treated just based on the change in gender, even though they're the same person. So your experiences have allowed you to become an advocate for women in science, for diversity in science. How has that changed the way in which your career has proceeded? Well, it's almost become like a second career, uh, you know, because I've continued to focus on the glial research that my lab does. That's gone wonderfully, but in addition, it's sort of maybe it's more like a hobby, but I've sort of spent some time talking and writing about the challenges that talented women have in science. It makes me very angry to think that uh, my women trainees might face barriers that the male trainees aren't going to face. I mean, I think the world is really improving now, but we still have some work to, to go. If I had to ask you for a piece of advice to give to a younger person, a younger scientist or a younger student in another area who is maybe also realizing that their sex assigned at birth doesn't match their gender identity, what, is, what would the piece of advice be? You know, I'm being contacted all the time by young scientists who are thinking about changing sex, either from male to female or female to male. I always advise them to be completely open. I think it's really very difficult to live a happy life if you're in the closet. 
And I really don't think anymore in the modern day world that there's any need for that. So I think actually sometimes being different in some way is an asset in applying for a job. Selection committees are trying to diversify uh, their faculty, their students, uh, and so forth. And people are looking, committees are looking for the very best, most talented people they can find. And, and things like gender are really secondary. And so, you know, just be who you are, you know, make sure you focus on, you know, all your talents and, you know, you know your, your passion for science and all that. And I think the rest will follow.